everybody, this is Amy Dascola. I'm a psychic medium, mentor, and you're listening to The Awakenings Podcast. More people than ever are tuning into our higher selves, noticing angel numbers, synchronicities, practicing meditation and breath work, experiencing ascension symptoms. Maybe you're curious about angels, spirit guides, past lives, manifesting, or even communicating with past loved ones. People just like you and I are finding themselves drawn to learn more, but don't know where to begin. You found your spot. Join us as I sit down with people just like you who have gone through a spiritual awakening as we discuss how this has shown up in their lives and how they've gone from surviving to thriving. And you can too. I'm so glad you're here. Today on the podcast, I'm going to introduce you to me and let you know about some of the experiences I've had with my own spiritual awakening. So it didn't start that I was a medium and this wasn't always my profession. I actually was a special education teacher and it kind of led me down this path of intuition, being an empath, and even being a medium. But I want to talk about my earliest memory of when I realized that I could see things and feel things that maybe not everyone else did. So way rewind back, I'm probably five or six years old. And at the time we lived in London, England. And I went to school and, oh my goodness, it was a manor house. And in this manor house, I would feel all these different feelings that I knew weren't mine. And I always was trying to understand why I felt uncomfortable, why I felt scared, why I felt, you know, these things that weren't resonating with me because they weren't mine. And then I would have to eat lunch in this little cafeteria that was actually the basement of this, you know, beautiful manor house that was hundreds of years old in the countryside of Surrey, England. And I noticed I was starting to feel and see things that other people were not. And it didn't necessarily make me nervous or uncomfortable. But wow, was it something that I was just blown away by. So I actually started sharing this with my mother and I have a very open family and a very long lineage of psychics and of mediums. So my mother kind of taught me the prayer and protection of the white light, just to put white light around you and protect yourself. So fast forward, I'm now 11 years old, and this was the moment of my very first awakening. And this was a moment that was not pretty, that was not easy, and it was very difficult probably for those around me. So my parents got a call that their daughter, who was in the fifth grade, had slit her wrists on the playground and that I needed to be picked up. So it all began there. And what had happened was I was starting to 
tune into, you know, higher consciousness. And at the time, this higher consciousness was sparked by the arrival of past memories of childhood trauma. And I was, and I believe that when we are faced with something very, very difficult, spirit shows up. And at times when spirit shows up, it can be uncomfortable or it can be scary. But the thing is, what that really is, is your human emotions and your human self-processing. So at the time, I was processing memories of being molested. And nothing is by coincidence. It happened at that exact time when I was five or six years old, starting to again tune into spirit. And now it had exasperated into uh, panic attacks, anxiety, into depression. And so, of course, you know, your uh, 11 year old shows signs of those things as a parent. What are you going to do? You're going to take them to the doctor, right? So they took me to the doctor. Um, I immediately got into therapy and found an amazing therapist who was not only, you know, helpful clinically, but she was also very open spiritually. So it was such a blessing. I was able to talk to her about the things I was feeling, experiencing, et cetera. However, I did have to also get psych tested just to make sure, you know, we were in the clear. So no mental illness other than, as I said, the depression and the anxiety. So through years and years of, you know, help that I was receiving from my therapist, I also was so gifted by spirit to receive mentors and people who were in alignment with my healing and my path. And they always showed up at exactly the right time, at exactly the right place, right when I needed them. So there were moments where I felt like, oh my gosh, I can't turn this off. And so I started just giving <laughs> impromptu readings to anyone who would listen. And this, I was probably about 13. And it's so funny because I've even had people um, who are in my past recently come up and, and show me even things I had written down to them that were spiritual downloads. And, you know, I didn't realize what it all was or how it worked or this, this, this. Um, but I knew it was something that I could trust and fall into because, you know, I feel like for a lot of us, you want your mental health validated and make sure you have that box checked off. So once I had that box checked off, honey, I was ready to tell the masses whatever was coming through. However, that isn't always well received when you are living in Eden Prairie, Minnesota, in a very affluent, you know, one of the biggest Fortune 500 kind of companies are in Minneapolis. So it was just a different kind of space to be in and be delivering messages like that to the public, right? And the public being everyone in my high school. So it didn't last very long. I kind of realized, okay, you need to ground your energy. You need to keep your mouth a little quieter and save this only for people who are open and ready to receive, right? Because as a medium, I'm not going around now giving readings to random people because I need to have permission. There are ethics involved, et cetera, et cetera. But as a young, you know, awakening, I didn't realize that. 
So I found myself kind of shutting it down a little bit and just putting it on the back burner until fast forward a little later in my 20s. So I um, was originally going to school to be an acupuncturist. That's what I thought I was going for. And, you know, I literally just decided this isn't for me. And I dropped out of college. And then um, I found myself working at like a YMCA aftercare and with children. And I realized, oh my God, I love children. I love them more than I love adults. I'm here for it, honey. Sign me up. So that's what I did. I found uh, a different college to go to, and I signed myself right up to teach elementary education. And it actually landed me in Florida. So that's how I ended up in Tampa because at the time, a million years ago, they needed teachers everywhere and were willing, you know, to recruit and a little opposite now in this education crisis. However, that's for another day. But I realized that I wanted, you know, to help. I realized my passion was children. And I realized my passion was helping others heal. And I didn't understand it at first. I didn't quite, you know, know why I kept feeling this way and, you know, putting myself in these really, really tough schools in tough neighborhoods with a lot of generational poverty and just a lot of issues that I had never dealt with. But little did I know they were just preparing me for, you know, later experiences and almost, I always feel like spirit wants to build your repertoire of of different situations, pain, experiences, different knowledge to allow you to be able to connect in your mediumship. So fast forward, I was, I don't know, I think it was probably my second year of teaching. And I had this sweet, sweet boyfriend who I had met in um, Minnesota. I was no longer with him, but he was just, the minute I met him, uh, he was Italian. He was from New Jersey, just like me. And we had both of our families lived in the same neighborhood in Eden Prairie, Minnesota. So the minute I met him, it was just like love at first sight, honestly. And we ended up dating on and off and we're always just like super close friends. He, um, helped me throughout my teens. I, through this awakening, had found a lot of comfort in different substances. And so he helped me to, you know, really deal with that and come clean and even help me through my parents' divorce. He was just always like that stable force in my life. So we always kept in contact even when we weren't together. So I was going home for the summer, um, school's out for summer as a teacher, and I um, had called him to ask him to pick me up from the airport. So he was like, yeah, no problem. I'll pick you up. So I got a call, I think maybe two days before I was supposed to leave from a dear friend. And she said, did you hear he died? I said, what? He had passed away in his sleep with no reason why no autopsy could show us, you know, how it was just one of those things at the beautiful age of 27 that he was just gone. And the irony is I get chills as I'm saying it. The irony is I ended up going home on that same flight that he was supposed to pick me up. 
But instead of him picking me up, I had to go directly to his funeral. And it really, really shattered me um, and brought me back almost to that 11-year-old, to the beginning of my awakening. Because again, I always feel like these awakenings happen when we're experiencing something heavy, something that we need help from. And the only help that can help us in that moment is our divine connections with the other side. So I walked around really depressed, ready to, you know, just reembark on this substance abuse and depression and anxiety and everything that he had helped me to come out of. And instead of allowing that, I was just angry. I didn't want to allow, you know, anything to re you know, cycle itself into this negative darkness that I really lived in for a long period. So instead I just started talking to him and kind of being like, what the hell? Like, you know, I'm a psychic, you know, I'm a medium and you're not going to talk to me. And I was so upset and I was so angry and so disappointed that like all of this was for what now that you're gone, right? Who do I have? So I got in that whole, you know, boo-boo kitty, poor me. And that's when the signs started coming through. So he and I would travel around the country and um, go see different shows and live bands. And he was a musician himself. So of course, where does he come through? Music. And all of a sudden, every song I would turn on the radio, I knew it was him. I knew it was him. And I was then just so much in gratitude to receive these signs that I realized through my darkness, I could find light again. And sometimes that light was seen through grief. Sometimes that light was seen in the ending of knowing that I don't have to feel this way and that there is more out there. So fast forward, you know, I, it helped me to open up this beautiful relationship with my mediumship and it was through my deep, deep grief and not allowing myself to cycle back into addiction, into, you know, a mental health crisis and understanding that these were just parts of my journey and that I still could have a beautiful relationship with past loved ones, even when they've passed, because their energy never ceases. They're always still here right with us. So of course I had thought that this road was leading me, you know, to become a more empathetic, better teacher. And what had happened was I really realized that I wanted something a little different in my teaching. So I went and got my special education certification and went into one of the toughest schools in Florida with the highest generational poverty in the state and decided, you know what? I want to work on behaviors with students. I want to work with students with emotional behavioral disorders because I had one as a kid, right? So why can't I pay it forward? So that's exactly what I did. And I had this classroom full of boys that were just tough. I was the one that could reach them when no one else could. I was the one that was able to give them all the tools that they needed for their toolkit. 
of how to cope, of how to act and not react and, you know, all those things. And fast forward, I had no idea later I would use these strategies that I was teaching to my little ones to now my spiritual and personal development students. Like, again, you never know where it's going to take you. So I had that, you know, ability to transcend and to build relationships and to really understand where these children were coming from, probably due to my ability as an empath an intuitive and a medium. And I was able to kind of figure out exactly what was going on with them and give them tools and strategies to figure it out. Right. So where I thought I was going is I thought I would, um, go back and go back to school and, you know, maybe work with some tougher, you know, uh, students and maybe, you know, do the behavior for the whole school or, or whatever it was, just be more specific with my behavior and really wanted to go deeper in that. Whereas where it ended me, I would have never guessed that I am now, uh, you know, spiritual teacher and mentor and a psychic medium who reads the Akashic records and gives soul readings. Like that was not ever in my radar, but that's where I ended up. Right. So how I really, you know, the switch that went off from the two was when I had my daughter, So listen, I knew that I only had enough energy the minute she came in for her. I knew I had to say goodbye to my students. I knew I did not have the capacity for them. So then what, right? Okay. So I started really putting it out to the universe and my mom had told me about, you know, setting intentions using the new moon and had introduced me, um, to just manifesting really. So I just decided I would keep putting it out there. I want to create a space within my home where I can work and fully show up for my daughter and be there at any time when needed for my husband and daughter. So I just kept putting this out there, putting this out there. And then I got a call saying, Hey, um, this is from someone I used to work for. And she had a pet sitting business. She said, Hey, listen, I'm not going to do it anymore. And I literally have like a hundred clients you can have as your own, like hand to God, just gave me an entire business. And I was like, what? Oh my gosh. Yes, I will do this. So there I was scooping caca, you know, schlepping Sophia on my arm as a baby, like all the things in the carrier. And those of you who are moms know how heavy that carrier is on your elbow. So doing that, walking the dogs, listen, I live in Tampa, Florida. So it's, you know, hundred degrees. It's just, it's very uncomfortable. It's not the glamorous life, but I was able to bring Sophia to work with me. I was able to be present in all the ways I wanted to. So I was like, okay, done, check. I got what I wanted. This was my manifestation until it wasn't. And then all of a sudden I was taking, you know, these classes with Lindsay Marino. And the irony is Lindsay is also a psychic medium and she created these beautiful groups of women where I was taking these, you know, spirit circle type things and developing my intuition. And she and I taught together at one of these schools. And so what a beautiful coincidence and inspiration that I saw, oh my gosh, 
I could do this. So I was in some, I don't know, zoom training, maybe with her or someone else. I don't even remember, but I just remember it clicked. And I was like, I'm going to do this. So I went downstairs and I will never forget, like standing behind the couch, looking at my husband and saying to him, babe, tomorrow I'm going to come out of the closet, not as a lesbian, but as a medium on Instagram. And I'm going to start giving readings. And he looked at me and he's like, do I have to tell my family? Because <laughs> he comes from a very religious background. And I said, listen, they're going to find out, but hey, you don't have to tell them anything. And I was just so blown away that like he was so open to it, so supportive. And it just, again, everything just aligned. And actually one of my very first readings that I had to give, and I have, you know, like a scheduling system. So it shows up on my phone who books the reading and it's a woman's name who was and is my mom's best friend. And she's a huge Reiki healer. She's written, I don't even know, 10, 15 books on spirituality. She's, uh, you know, a medium herself and it's her, I have to give my second paid reading to. And I was like, Oh my God. But it was like one of those things I knew that if I could read her, it was true, you know, cause you always, when we go through these awakenings, you second guess yourself. Like, is this real? Is this true? Am I even a medium? Bah, 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 bah. So it was like one of those huge tests that the universe was giving me right away because I'm the type, like, as I said, I decided. And the next day I started the business. Well, guess what? I decided yesterday I was doing this podcast and I've already uh, recorded four episodes. So just know that it really is one of those things that you just step into. And if I could give any advice I would say, you know, to those of us who are going through a spiritual awakening is it's not a one and done. This will continue and continue and continue. And these big lessons really do come in exactly at the right time, at exactly the right place, and just really trust the process because it's so easy to get lost in the grief. It's so easy to get lost in the shoulds. I should be doing this. I should be a teacher. I should be this, or I shouldn't be this. And if we instead just stay in flow and not allow, you know, our ego to get involved and get, you know, instead our intuitive heart and our intuitive mind, we see that we are fully capable to be present and to be prolific in any scenario. So what I also want you to know is that you are not alone. We are all here and I'm going to be sharing stories of people that I've met throughout my life and people who I love and respect and how their awakenings have occurred. Because I've realized so many of us have had awakenings and have no idea that that's what they were. So my goal is through this podcast and through, you know, the spiritual and personal development that I offer in my courses and the development circles that I offer to allow you to normalize the spirituality and see 
yes, this is greater than you, but yes, this is a part of you. It's within all of us. It is our consciousness. And the sooner you're able to just drop into this consciousness and work with it and allow yourself to just be, you will feel so much better and the right things will just align with you and you will see And I see it every single day in my work that people just like me are drawn to me and all of my students and clients, they all have very similar stories because spirit works in that way, bringing us all together. So just know if you are listening to this, all these messages are for you. Nothing is by coincidence and you are exactly where you need to be. So if you can give yourself some grace today and say, what is this for? What am I ready to do with this beautiful life that I have in front of me? And again, just know that you are safe, you are supported, and you are loved because that's what life is about. So thank you for tuning in and listening to some of the stories of my awakenings. And I will go deeper into each story later, but I just wanted you to have a little bite-sized snack of what my awakening was and how I got here. So you can find me at amydascola.com for my future offerings and current offerings. And you can find me on Instagram or Facebook at amydascolamedium. And I so look forward to continuing to connect with you both through this podcast and through social media. And please find me if you ever have any questions. I'm super open, super real, super easy to talk to. So please like, subscribe, and comment anything that resonated with you today. And I hope you find yourself and I hope you find some joy today. All right. Thank you. Take care.